Welcome to Guides the Unknown's Guide to the At-Home. I'm Kristen, and I don't have Will with me today while he's on paternity leave, but I've been talking to people that I admire about the entertainment they've been enjoying during quarantine. So today, I have with me Sapphire Sandalo of Stories with Sapphire to tell us what she's been into lately. Sapphire, thank you so much for coming on. Oh my gosh, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. So let's just jump in. I guess maybe let's go like category by category. Okay. Okay. What I'm going to go TV shows. What TV have you watched and enjoyed during the quarantine? Oh my God. And it doesn't, it can be spooky, but it doesn't have to be. So right. whatever you got. Oh my God. I know it's a I long really list. I bet. Think, <laughs> I feel like I have seen so many things. All <laughs> of TV. Pandemic. Yes, I've watched all of it. Um, <laughs> I guess let's see more recently Hannibal. Oh, um, yeah. Mm-hmm, it was just uploaded to Netflix pretty recently. And I, I had started watching it when it came out and then I stopped mm-hmm. and then I rewatched it and like, have you seen it? Yes. Yep. Okay. All of the cooking scenes make me so hungry. And I'm well, like, that's so fucked. <laughs> I know. But they're definitely designed for that to be the case because it basically looks like a chef's table, which mm-hmm. didn't exist when this show came out. Everything looks appetizing and dare I say succulent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but it's people. <laughs> I know, but it's people. I mean, there are sometimes some really beautiful fruits, fruits and vegetables, and probably like an edible flower thrown in there. So <laughs> you could kid yourself that you're going to stay to that side of the table. <laughs> I have a question for you. Yes. If presented with the opportunity to eat human flesh, like it's not someone you killed. It's like uh-huh. it was all. It's all done very like. As ethically as possible. As ethically as possible. Like, would you try human meat? It's grass fed. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Free range. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I would do it. Really? Okay. Not even like out of curiosity. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to. Okay. Okay. Let's see. If the circumstances were that I was invited to, in this hypothetical, Hannibal is real. I've okay. been invited to Hannibal Lecter's house and also. Well, I know I'm not going to eat him. I'm safe. He's just going to serve me a dinner that I know is people. Mm. You know, yes, I guess I would try it. <laughs> if it's specifically that, I'm not going to like a roadside stand. But if it's like <laughs> extremely fancy and it all looks mm-hmm. amazing and it's Hannibal Lecter, mm-hmm. I would be remiss not to eat at his table, I think. Yeah. Would you? I, You're not just taking me down a path and then pulling the rug out <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I have. I would. I think I would. It had to be well done. But that's like the, th- oh, the yeah. interesting thing about, I mean, eating anything. I feel like as mm-hmm. long as it's got the right spices and done well, like everything can taste good. No, you know, it's completely <laughs> true. And part of what gave me pause I was as I was answering no is that my husband is a chef. Mm-hmm. And so I've eaten things now that I probably otherwise would have thought I wouldn't eat. Like he makes um, for the restaurant grilled duck hearts. And uh, okay. I would have thought that I'd be like, no, pass. But he makes them really appealing and good. And so presented with a similar situation, I probably would. Wow. I actually, I've never heard of people eating 
the hearts. What does it taste like? It, you know what? It kind of tastes like, I wouldn't say it tastes like chicken, like that kind of thing. It almost tastes more like beef or something like that. The, the texture is different than eating steak or something. But um, if you think about it, it's not really that much weirder than eating any, any other, other part, part of an animal. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> We it's think a it's it's a muscle. We think it's normal to be eating the ribs. Excuse me. Right. <laughs> it's all absurd. <laughs> it's all gross, so we may as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so how have you rewatched now all of Hannibal? Um, I still have half of a season. I don't know how many there were in total. Were there three? I th- I think there were th- I think there were three or four, maybe. Okay, well, I'm kind of like halfway through season two, so I've got a ways to go. Okay, and so had you watched it previously, did you say, like, all of it, or? Um, Not all of it, no, just, like, the first season. So now I'm in new territory. (laughs) Okay, so what are you thinking of it? How do you like it? I love it. Honestly, it's probably, I'm going to say it, the best crime horror show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just the, I don't think you can beat that premise because Uh it's it's a guy who can put himself in the shoes of the killers and then the actual murderer is able to get away with everything because he's so smart and Uh intelligent and nobody suspects it and it's just like you see him standing there with the FBI and I'm like you freaking idiot <laughs> like I know. it's him. it's just like it's this perfect like tension and uh and it's genuinely scary I feel like a lot of horror TV specifically doesn't know how to be scary but mm-hmm. this show's freaking scary <laughs> it is scary it's so I so I haven't watched in a few years, but it's really unsettling. Yeah. I feel like rather than jump scary, it just keeps you mm-hmm. on edge and it has that surreal thing to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is so good. You're going to love when you get to the season where they are basically like retelling Red Dragon. Mm. It's really good it's really well done and also my husband and I still always say this is my design like Will does (laughs) all the time for like everything it'll be like telling the dogs to get their food and we're like this is my design (laughs) I love that it works for a plethora of things um are you aware that there is a Silence of the Lambs kind of spin-off show on right now that just started? Yeah, Did you watch it? I haven't. I've only heard bad things. <laughs> so, haven't. Yeah. It's it's not great. I watched the first episode and it wasn't like the worst or anything, but I didn't feel motivated to keep going. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, they they did a thing that I think is both kind of interesting but I was also like I don't think I want this where they incorporated um Catherine like the senator's daughter who was stuck in the hole in Sons of the Lambs she like okay. calls Clarice on the phone and they're kind of I guess like sharing their trauma like do you hmm. still feel xyz like are you still feeling anxious or you whatever but it didn't work for me for some reason I I was like it almost felt like it was tainting the story as I know it or something because uh, it wasn't super well done. Right. So I, I think okay. it's probably a skip, especially if you're enjoying Hannibal so much right now. It'll like muddy the waters in a weird way. Okay. Yeah. Duly noted. Yeah. 
Um, is there anything else during the course of quarantine that stands out to you as like, oh, I remember that phase where we were super into this? Oh, hmm. Um, you know, I actually, there's a lot of things that I didn't watch that were really popular. Like, I still haven't seen all of Tiger King. <laughs> You're fine. I bet you know enough about right. Tiger King. Exactly. And I think that's my problem with a lot of stuff in pop culture is that, like, <laughs> it kind of gets to a point where you hear about so much of it just by being on the internet yep. that like you it feels like you have seen it and then yes. I feel like I don't need to see it like I know everything about Tiger King I'll need to know I know all the talking points so it's like okay <laughs> do I need to see it not really <laughs> right you could hold a conversation about Tiger King and probably hold your own perfectly well without having seen it exactly. I, to I totally relate to that there have been a lot of things where I'm like I understand that this is a thing that everybody loves maybe I will get into it in five years when everybody's really over it that happens to me a good amount <laughs> um, but it's not for me right now like the crown I feel like yeah. I have an awareness of I don't know all this stuff about it but I feel like I get it and I'm kind of good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I did you watch the uh what's her name? Harry Meghan Markle Meghan interview. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing where I actually have it on my DVR, but I feel like I got it. <laughs> yeah, like all the talking points. Yes. It's all been memed. <laughs> like... Yes, I understand. The, I have to say the memes are very good. Yes. <laughs> of of Oprah being like, no, and then like kind of interested. It's like kind of the new version of like the kombucha girl. <laughs> yes. I loved that interview. <laughs> it it honestly, from what I saw, it seemed super duper compelling. Mm -hmm. She seems awesome. Do you feel this way? Megan or Oprah? Megan. Well, well, both. I, I do love Oprah. But Megan does seem kind of awesome to me. Yeah. I think it's really cool that she can just enter the royal family and then just be like, yeah, this sucks. And then yes. leave. And now it's starting this whole conversation of like, yeah, why is the royal family still a fucking thing now in like 2021? You know, like it's so outdated, so racist. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just like, why is this still a thing? <laughs> right. I think it's it has to be scary, even though like obviously she was in a place of some power in the situation. Mm -hmm. There are still people who are notches above her. And to have the ballsiness to kind of like talk to your husband and be like, Look, I know that you've grown up in this. I know this is your family, but like a lot of this sucks. A lot of this <laughs> yeah. is like like widespread damaging, but it's actually really damaging me. Like not to say silent about that is yeah. hard. I think it would be mm -hmm. hard for me. It would seem like there was so much pressure to just kind of grin and bear it and be like, this is the way that it is. This is the way right. that it's always worked. So I guess I just need to adapt to this. And rather than yeah. doing that, her being like, the world is going to kind of have to, this marriage and our relationship is going to have to adapt to us together. Oh, like not sure. this whole thing. Yeah, and I love that. And I, I mm -hmm. think it because a lot of people who were criticizing Megan, I mean, people typically people on the right, where they yeah. would be like, um, like, what did she expect? She was marrying into the royal family. Why why is she acting like she didn't know what this would entail? But like if you think about it, it just because like first of all, observing from the outside is very different from being in it. Always. And then also why there are certain things that just should not be 
put up with. Like, I don't know, the way that she was describing, like, how mental health was treated in the family, it's like, oh, if we got, oh, I don't know if you had seen this part, but Mm -hmm. she had asked them, she's like, hey, I'm really struggling here. I need to see someone. They told her it would make them look bad if she went to see a therapist or a psychologist. So I'm just like, what? Like, that's so unbelievably wild, especially just like because mental health is such a hot topic right now because we're understanding like it's not just people who like have disorders or anything that need it. It's like everybody needs good mental health care access. Mm -hmm. So it's just an institution that is just perpetuating this like lifestyle of make sure everything looks clean on the outside we're gonna hide anything that is uh that we deem like you know distasteful but that cannot be good for any of their like mental health like i'm sure everyone in the royal family is just losing their minds all the time and that makes me really sad it's just like that's not a sustainable way of life (laughs) no it's clearly not and so like, what do they stand for? Any, right. you know what I mean? Like, I didn't really understand. I think when I was younger, I thought that they were politicians in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form because they do have this veneer of respect and classiness that mm-hmm. you don't usually get from just being celebrities. But they're really just celebrities who have a yep. weird caste system set up. And it's so strange that within that, they're so obsessed with image that exactly that, that they would say you can't get help for something because it makes us look bad. Like what kind of life, first of all, just kind of what kind of life are you leading for yourselves and your family just on a personal level, but also it, it doesn't even seem like that's good on a greater level. If they're supposed to be about charity ostensibly, you're not even being charitable in on the most base level to your family members so just what is this even about it's just really about fancy suits and stuff like that it just seems really is it seems awful it persists because we've allowed it to that's literally it and people give it value they're like oh like the queen and like prince but it's like if you really look at like what does that even mean? Like being royal isn't something that is actually anything. Right. Right. Wasn't it just like centuries ago they just decided or like, I don't even know. I, but I know for sure it's not like, oh, I am a king. And so uh-huh. now everyone in my family is royal. Like that's, I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. I think it basically is. I think you're not far off. Like, I don't have such an intimate understanding of it either. But you know how when the Kardashians came on the scene, people still probably still say it now. They're like, oh, they're like the American royals. And, you know, you'd be like, oh, that's exaggerating. I think that's kind of true. I think it's just a family that got super famous and keeps going and we keep watching them and stuff like that. I think to Mm -hmm. a large degree, they really aren't any classier or whatever than like reality stars in america that's true you know we've that we've follow their escapades and their gossip and all that kind of stuff prince charles was like a monster do you know <laughs> do you know much about him like and the um, diana thing no not really okay i don't know no. a ton but the basic gist that as i understand it is that he wanted to marry the lady who he is with now whose name is camilla parker Bowles. Remind me, wait, Prince Charles or Prince 
Philip. Who am I thinking of? Is okay. Are you thinking of the guy who's been in a lot of pictures recently, yes. looking extremely yes. um, <laughs> dead, <Yeah>. ext- extremely <laughs> Walking Dead? Um, that's Prince Philip. I actually don't know a damn thing about him. For all oh, I know, that's what he's I thought you were talking about. <laughs> Like that guy's a duck. (laughs) No, I don't know anything. But for all I know, he's the worst, or he's like fine. I seriously don't know anything. My one of my friends texted a picture of him looking extremely decrepit in a group text, and I was just like, "Who is this dude? I don't understand what I'm looking at." (laughs) I had to be told. But no, Prince Charles is like Harry and William's dad. Oh my god. Okay, I had the name switched. I I forgot his name was Prince Charles. I, yeah, no, I think that's like fine. <laughs> yeah, he seems like the worst. So, and there's going to be one aspect of this story, which is like the only reason I know anything about this and it's stuck in the mind. And I think it's going to stick in yours too. So he was with this lady, Camilla Parker Bowles. She wasn't like fancy enough or something. And so his family made him get together with Diana. So uh... he and Diana got married and you know did whatever and he was cheating on her with Mm. camilla parker bowles and he Mm. was sending her like written love notes because it was long enough ago that we didn't text and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and in one of them that got leaked to the press he said to her that he wants to be her tampon excuse me excuse me excuse excuse me sapphire excuse everyone out there is that not wild what i want to be your tampon (laughs) that's like what the filth what but what it's not romantic or anything if i got that from my husband i'd be like what is this something we need to talk about this seems really specific um it's that's not just a you know run-of-the-mill love note no wait i need now i need to know what the hell else he talked about in it. i don't know if there was anything else of quite that caliber because i think i would have remembered that too um but that's my main reference for prince charles when i think about prince charles wow now i think oh that's that dude who told the, the lady in the giant hat that he wants to be her tampon as a romantic gesture or body talk or something right it's not like it's not even sexy it's no. kind of like gross yeah it's none of the above it's just like oh That's all right amazing. charles intense maybe he was like i love this lady so much i'm gonna say the most intense thing i possibly can to her to like really show her that i'm married and yet i am so into her i bet wow. camilla was holding the letter out in front of her like Ugh. <laughs> What? Okay. What if he was into it? I don't know. Well, you know what? They're married now, so maybe she was. Oh, wait. How long after Diana died did they get married? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think that they were carrying on, like, the whole time. So they probably waited, like, a respectable... Oh, you know what, though? They were divorced when Diana died, now that I think about it. Diana was, like, dating somebody else who she was in the car with. Oh, right. So, for all I know, maybe he and Camilla Parker Bowles were married or something already. But, um... But yeah, I mean, th- so this this what I'm saying. These aren't like it's not like a group of senators who all happen to be family. Not the senators are always so great anyway. They're really just like messy people. Yeah, who have people. prestige. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're just people. Yeah. So I I get I I really should watch the Meghan and Harry interview. I'm obviously more than a little bit interested. 
<laughs> I have some investment. <laughs> oh, it's God. Cute too, just because you get to see like their home and their like animals and stuff, which is I thought was really sweet. <laughs> that I would like to see. I feel like that tells you something. You have two dogs, right? I Yes. Oh, awesome. Have you <laughs> have you enjoyed spending more time with them during the quarantine? Are you teaching remotely now for the one class you teach? Yeah, it's all on Zoom. Okay. Have they been enjoying the extra time with you or have they gotten fatigued like a friend of mine whose dog <laughs> has started running into another room? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, here's the thing. Both me and my husband work primarily from home. So yeah. when it was time for quarantine, it was just business as usual. <laughs> I had the same thing. I definitely experienced yeah. the same thing where it just yeah. was not all that different, but <laughs> still kind of nice. Um, okay. I asked Jim and Chelsea a question that came to me while I was speaking with them. And I want to ask you the same thing. When you go on YouTube what are you watching on YouTube when you decide to just go do a little click around? Oh, oh God. Let me think. <laughs> it's, it's I know so... it's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's funny because I feel like when I'm very into the thing that I am making, I tend to stop consuming that thing. Mm -hmm. So because I'm very into my YouTube channel right now and my podcast, like I just don't consume YouTube videos and podcasts as much as I used to. Yep. Um, so I have to think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what was the last YouTube rabbit hole I went down? Yeah. Um, honestly, it might have had to do with the royal family. I think I was Googling just or like searching like how it worked yeah. and what it was. I think that was the last one. What is royal family? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I understand that. We talked about that a little bit too with Jim and Chelsea, um, where Jim was joking about the fact that he doesn't watch a lot of like spooky stuff or mm -hmm. take in a lot of spooky stuff because he works on it all the time. And yeah. so he finds himself kind of needing breaks. Do you feel that way? Do you end up veering away from horror stuff to mm -hmm. a degree or do you remain all in? It depends. I think like for ghost stories, I will literally never get sick of them. Like I know. Isn't I, it crazy? Right? Same. <laughs> yeah. I just give it all to me. I want it all. I know. Uh, but then for horror, well, here's the thing. So I had had a podcast called mm -hmm. Alter Weekly. It is now canceled. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I saw that today. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Um, no. I mean, it, it lasted 20 episodes. Anyways, I'm not going to get into that. Um, so uh, it was a horror movie podcast. So we talked a lot about horror movies. And I, because there were, um, you know, not every episode was going to be something that like interested me. Yeah. Um, maybe it was something that interested my co-host um, or it was like something we were obligated to talk about. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, you know, it's like not something I liked or just like wasn't good. And so that was something that kind of bothered me because I I did start to feel as if watching these movies felt like a chore. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I used to just like, you know, plop myself from the TV, pick a random horror movie and then like enjoy it. And then now it's like I have to watch these before this time. And then just felt like a chore and I'm yeah. like oh I don't I don't like it when things I like don't 
feel enjoyable anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get that. It's it's not the same thing, but Will and I used to have a book club podcast. And the reason we don't anymore is because it was feeling chory. Like if it was a book that ended up that we didn't like or something, it was like, well, now we're going to talk about this for like an hour. Right. And, you know, you're taking notes during it and everything. So I understand that kind of feeling. It, it kind of can suck the joy out of something when you know you're going to be analyzing it in the future and particularly publicly. Right. Right. So I totally get that. Were there any that stood out to you as things that you really did like that you either discussed on Alter Weekly or yeah. otherwise? Um, I'm trying to think of a couple um there was this movie called alone i believe mm -hmm. it's on amazon have you seen it no so it's there's two there's two horror movies called alone that came out last year not the one about a virus i don't i forget what that one's about this right. is the one about a woman who is where is she she's moving to the pacific northwest uh, she's moving alone and so she's on a very long road trip and she starts being followed by this guy. And then it's about uh, all of that. Like, I don't want to spoil Ooh. anything, but it's like a survival movie. And I really liked it. Be Maybe I only liked it because <laughs> I had watched so many terrible horror movies. And then I saw this and I was like, thank you. Yeah, it felt like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Like, it's just very, very, not basic in a bad way. Like, it's a basic horror movie where it's like you get this it's really good at suspension building it feels very tense it's something that and i'm sure you've felt this way like don't you feel very paranoid driving alone at night and then cars come up next to you and yes. it's just like uh yeah exactly so it's relatable um yeah. yeah it's spooky i highly recommend oh nice i kind of find that a lot of the most basic premises are sometimes the best it's are just sort best. of like elemental and primal that the idea of somebody coming up next to your car like that is scary and most people yeah. can relate to it so i totally yeah. get that um and, no go ahead uh, <laughs> i'm um, so polite you know uh it, on our last episode we we talked about torture porn and how because i'm constantly defending it like on the podcast so i was like let's just you know last episode let yeah, me explain go for why. it um yeah and so like uh something i i realized actually is that when things are actually too gory it enters a cartoonish area mm. and then the things that really get to me are the really small subtle things so like someone pulling up uh you're in your car next to you or even like um we were this <laughs> sounds so bad uh we were watching human centipede <laughs> yeah. uh because we that is classified as a torture porn movie so we're watching it for research of but there's naturally a scene in there <laughs> there's a scene where she has you know the needle in her arm from an iv and she gets up and she just yanks it out and she goes Bleh! like yeah. rips out of her arm that was the only part of the movie <laughs> that like made me squirm because everyone can relate to that feeling or not the feeling but like well that no fear of feeling that <laughs> yes I, I I actually totally get that so I'm kind of a baby with gore like not hugely but I'm not super into it but I will say it is especially those moments where you can really imagine that happening to you that yeah. are the cringiest for me as well so something yeah. like that somebody ripping out a needle mm -hmm. fingernail stuff yeah. like, <laughs> honestly if somebody was just like stubbing their toe in a horror movie that might be the most impactful <laughs> for me I'd be like, oh, 
<laughs> I can't exactly. take it away. <laughs> right. Like, why are we trying to do these, like, crazy kill scenes? All you need to do is just stub your toe. Yeah, like, bonk your head <laughs> on something that you didn't mean to. It's the worst. <laughs> exactly. Um. So you mentioned that you never get sick of ghost stories. Yes. Do you have favorite sources for ghost stories besides people obviously sharing them with you on Stories with Sapphire? Like, do where are you seeking them out? Okay, so obviously, like, favorite source is from, like, family or personal friends, like, people that I know, because then I know that they're not, like, shitting me. They're they're mm-hmm. being honest. Um, but my next favorite source has to be, and this was before the pandemic, Uber drivers. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> I went through a phase where every single time I went into an Uber ride, I was like, this is going to sound weird, but do you have any cool ghost stories that have happened to you? And I kid you not, those have been my favorite. And I will tell you them right now. Because oh, please. You do. Um, they're yeah. short. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, you know, I'll say the the one that I will never forget <laughs> um, because it was just so weird. And it's very, again, very simple. So um, let's see. So he said that... He he's okay. Let me say that again. Um, <laughs> he usually doesn't believe in this sort of thing, and I love. I'm about to say, say that's what I, I want to hear at the beginning. <laughs> yes, like I'm a total skeptic. I do not believe in the paranormal, mm-hmm. but this mm-hmm. one time. So he said that one time he was at, I believe, like his nephew's house or i don't know he was at a house yeah um and he was standing at the foot of this staircase and he um it was like one that kind of like bent so he saw at the top like he's walking past and then he saw at the top was his nephew who was maybe like three to five years old like very very small he looked up and he saw his nephew running really fast like he's just playing and he's running really fast and running towards the stairs And in that moment, he went, oh, my God, if he doesn't stop, he's going to tumble and hurt himself. So he he tries to meet his fall. He, like, tries to, like, go back up the steps and try to catch him. But what happens is that his nephew flies off of the stairs. So he's, like, running. And then he, he tumbles. But then right before he's going to hit himself, like, on the landing, he just hovers there. And so, like, he said that what it looked like was as if somebody caught him, someone he couldn't see caught him and then gently, like, lifted him up. And then his nephew just kept running as if nothing happened. And he he was just, like, dumbfounded, like, what just happened? He's like, I know what I saw. Right. Literally just hovered there. And I was like, what? Best driver ever. I know. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And his name was Vlad? His name was Vlad. He was a Filipino man named Vlad. (laughs) Oh my God. What a score all around. I know. (laughs) That is awesome. Well, honestly, I don't know how we could top that. I feel like we should leave it there. That also, I feel like, is a little like tantalizing teaser of stories with sapphire to a degree yes. because you can kind of look for that sort of thing on sapphire's podcast which is 
so so good i absolutely love it she talks to you you talk to the most interesting (laughs) people you tell the greatest stories and it's just it's so well done i feel like it's a very like comfy show to listen to your voice is really comforting and it's like there's a weird um compliment but i mean as a compliment it's kind of nice and quiet like Mm. when you want to listen to something that isn't going to be like "Eh, eh," like people cracking up every two seconds (laughs) your show is like i can listen to your show even if i have a headache or something it's just very like comfortable and great to listen to (laughs) oh well thank you and you will are gonna be on it yes 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 next week oh excellent i don't know when this goes up but yeah six weeks from now right exactly so everybody knows what that means (laughs) well they should be subscribing to your feed anyway so it'll it'll pop up when it pops up and also everyone out there check out sapphire's youtube channel is it just at sapphire sandalo or uh yeah Mm -hmm. okay so youtube.com slash sapphire sandalo sapphire with two p's people Mm -hmm. spell it all the time (laughs) come on guys tighten it up but (laughs) sapphire animates amazing ghost stories and her animation is so cool i just like i can't say enough good things about the stuff that you put out so thank you so much for putting it out and thank you for coming and hanging out with me today Thank you. This was so much fun. Yeah, it was for me too. Um, <laughs> tell the people your social handles and all that stuff so they can find you. Sure. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Awkward Sapphire. I hate that username, but I'm keeping it for now. <laughs> um, you can also find me. I'm on TikTok now. I'm sorry, everyone. Um, and it's just my full name, Sapphire Sandalo. I'm fr- I'm primarily using it as a way to just push people to my other stuff. <laughs> Sapphire, we're also on TikTok. I made it like two weeks ago. I came in hot. I I made like two videos a week for two weeks and then I haven't touched it. So Right. I'm more of an observer on TikTok. Yeah, me too. I think it's really cool. And I like the idea. Maybe I'll pop, you know, on and off. But at first I had a a minor strategy that just kind of went to the wayside. What are you gonna do? Hey, you don't have to force it. Yeah, exactly. Wait, I need to follow you now. What's your? Is it just guys who you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or it's a, no, it's um at GTTU Pod. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I will add you. Excellent. <laughs> I will add you too. I didn't know that you had one. Maybe it'll motivate me. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you everybody for listening, and we will be back with another episode of Guides to the Unknown soon. Bye. Bye.